Welcome back to Two and a Half Chicks. On today's episode, we delve into the intricacies of sexuality, shedding light on myths and discussing the complex dynamics of our sex lives. Monica comes out firing to Brian, who addresses the myth that men comment on the tightness of their partner's vagina. We cover topics like dirty talk and the age-old concept of a woman who's respectable in public and wild in bed. Brian brings up our previous guest Rachel's theory that the way someone kisses is a good indication of what kind of lover they'll be. Can someone be a good lover with one person and a bad lover with someone else? Do you get better at sex as you get older? And does a name define your promiscuity due to the association? Join us for this episode filled with personal experiences, insightful discussions, and a fair bit of humor you've come to love from us. Welcome back to Two and a Half Chicks. It's me, Tess, and Monica, and Brian. Hey! Hey, and today we're here to talk about some philosophies, some concepts, and some myths around the subject of sex. I know, I know, we never talk about sex, but we're going to talk about sex today. It's taboo. Uh, we don't talk about it's, it. It's a tab- Yeah, it's a taboo subject. Yeah, it's terrible. We're, we're morally corrupt. We're too prudish. So we all took some time to jot down some things that we thought would be interesting to talk about. Does anybody want to go first? Monica? Me? <laughs> well, okay. Do all men tell the women they're with that their vajayjay is the tightest they've ever had? Oh, interesting. Ooh, Wow. <laughs> Oh my God, Monica, that is a good one. I will say this, not if they ever want to have sex again. You don't ever say anything. You don't say, you know, it's the tightest, it's the loosest, it's not, you don't want to know. You just, it's, it's good. It's good. Why? I, I, okay, why? I'm really curious. Because I'll be honest with you, they all really kind of feel the same, unless it's a Korean okay. girl. That's the only race of people um, I've ever what? felt. Oh, I know, it's going to sound crazy. It's the only race of women I've been with that they feel the tightest. Okay. Every Korean girl I've ever been with, it's been tight. Is it because of the way they're built? It, I don't know what it is, but every other girl just has a vagina. They all kind of feel the same. Huh. Yep. That, in my experience, that's what I've noticed. Have, so you've never said that to a woman? Hell no. No, I can't. There's no way I was like, oh, that's the tightest pussy you ever, I, I've ever fucked. No, I... I because I don't know if that's trying to, you know, tell them it's amazing or if it's, I'm huge and it's amazing. I don't know who that benefits. I think it's I think it's the equivalent of, like, on the male side of a woman saying, you're the biggest dick I've ever had. I mean, emotionally or physically? <laughs> yeah, like for ego. I think women yeah. should stay away from that one, too. Nobody needs to know where they fall in somebody's experience. But you know what happens, Monica? We never believe you. Okay. You know, he's like, oh, man, you've had the biggest dick I've ever fought. No, no, I don't believe you. You know, I, I, that's just my opinion. Well, especially if you know you're not that big. Oh, <laughs> we all, Listen, Monica, Monica, stop. We all think we're huge. Oh, okay. Okay. Never mind. Yeah, that's a fact. I just think that there's certain conversations you stay away from. Mm-hmm. Okay. Comparison conversations to people in someone's past. and I love the question, though, Monica. I think it's ballsy. That is a great question. Ballsy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, my God. Because you never know what they're thinking, right? If I say to a woman, oh, my God, honey, I'm, I'm not trying to be like, you have the tightest pussy. What do you mean I got the tightest pussy? What's wrong with that? Is that a problem with that? <laughs> I don't want to give anybody Wait, a, if you a, tell the girl that her pussy feels good because it's tight, that's not bad. I guess But you're not, not comparing it to someone else. Look, I don't want to run the risk. <laughs> okay? I don't, okay? I don't want to. Because if it is the tightest pussy I've ever read, I want it again. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, you never know where that female mind is going to go. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just happy that you, you you gave it to me. 
Now, I've seen it actually on multiple TV shows where the men, you know, they're in the of uh, they're in the middle of sex, and the guy yells that out to the girl. And I'm thinking, is that like a thing that men say to women to help their ego to make the woman feel like, oh, I'm special? I mean, did they did they yell it out like, man, that's the finest pussy ever? I mean, it's just part, not like yelling it, but they say it as part of like the throes of passion. Hmm. Like, I guess it's not that I haven't said it before, but immediately after I say it, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> How am I going to regret this? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and are they thinking, oh, wow, well, you think a lot of yourself. Well, you ain't all that. You're like, like a pencil, you know? <laughs> oh, jeez. Or are they like, I don't know. I don't want to run the risk. Okay. I, I will say I do. I, I mean, my thing was I talk dirty a lot, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I don't even know. I don't, you know, it's been so long since I talked dirty. I don't even remember what I used to say. But I got to be honest with you, with them, I'm a little embarrassed to talk dirty with her. I don't oh. know what it is. I have no idea. This person, this woman turned me into a completely different human being sexually. I have no, I am not the old me with this person. Was it because you were mean? No, I don't want to say I was mean. I was more like aggressive. Okay. Like I was, what was the, what was the, I was a grip tester. Is that what they call it? Yeah. <laughs> I was a grip tester. You know what I mean? Like I, I was like, I'm going to own that. And now I'm like, okay, honey, you ready? <laughs> you know, it's, I'm a different person. But is it because of, it's because of her personality? Yes. It's completely. Yeah. And, and I, if she was on the show right now, she'd be the first to tell you, say, oh, he can say whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. But I got to be honest with you. I can't do it. Now, is it because that doesn't turn her on or it's just because you find her to be too sweet for it? Yes. hundred. Mm-hmm. It's me. It's all mental with me. I feel like you don't want to hurt it her. Hurt her or, or, or put her in a, like a, like a mental position. And don't get me wrong. She is willing to do anything. Where she liked it. I don't know. I'm afraid to say anything. Well, that's a conversation between you two, really. Yeah. Uh-huh. Unless you don't miss being that guy. I mean. No, mm-hmm. sometimes I want to be that guy. But I always feel like. You know, you ever hear the saying when a guy says, that's what you do with your girlfriend, that's what you do with your wife? There I are, have heard that saying, unfortunately. Right? right? There's different things. You know, this is like wifey. You know what I mean? Like the other ones are kind of had the mentality. If any husband of mine ever said that, I would kick him. If your husband said to you that you're wifey, you would kick him? Yeah, as opposed to the dirty things he'd do with his girlfriend. <laughs> but yeah, I would kick him hard. <laughs> Completely agree with you. What the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) Yes. But right now, I mean, like I said, we're, you know, it's, it's wifey. I don't don't know. To be fair, Emma's like sweet. She's sweet. She's very sweet. the nicest human being on the planet. I think you probably feel like if you say something mean, you'd be, it's like kicking a puppy. I'd rather kick the puppy. (laughs) So most men's fantasy is to have a whore in bed in June Cleaver in public. That's like, that's so many men's fantasy. I have Cleaver in both spots. Okay. But okay, see, I it's not you. her fault, though, because she, no. she's not like that. That was a good question. That was great. You came out firing. You got one to follow it up, Brad? Does kissing make somebody a better lover, like a good kisser? I feel like, yes, that's 100% true. If somebody's a good kisser, then they would most likely be good at everything else. But, well, sexually, everything else meaning sexually, right? Yeah, we're not, not playing like... Foursquare. Not not in checkers, Monica. But right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Game of backgammon, maybe? <laughs> Chess. <laughs> Mahjong. But no, I agree. I think that because it starts with the kisses, right? When you first meet someone, you don't fuck first. You don't grab their titties first. They don't jerk you off first. You kiss first. 99% of the planet kisses first. 
and then it leads in from there. Yes, unless you're a prostitute. Am I wrong? Did you fuck first? Who fucked first? Who touched somebody's privates first? I think I've done that. I think I've had sex with somebody without kissing. Really? Oh, what uh-huh. are you, a Julia Roberts girl? Well, no, it's just during my phase of, you know, when it was just for sex. Yeah, it wasn't. Kissing is a lot more intimate. You just jumped right in to fuck me? I had male experience without kissing. Yes. Okay, like I said, there's 99%. Here we got the one. Well, I'm not saying I did it, like, every time. I'm, I'm like, not consistently like that, but I have had that experience. Okay. Brian, when you talked about that trip in Amsterdam where you pretty much walked the whole block or street, did you kiss? I was paying for it, Monica. Different story. They won't let you kiss them there. Okay. Yeah. They all think they're Julia Roberts there, too. But I don't I don't blame them because let's be honest with you. Even though they're covered blowjobs, I don't want to make out with someone that just sucked the rubber. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. So, yes, I can appreciate what they're doing there. Huh. I guess nowadays, let's just say I went to the club and I was dancing with someone, I have to imagine that at some point I was going to kiss this person and think, okay, this is going to be real good. Because if they were like one of those, like, you know, open your mouth and just throw your tongue around, like, right away, there's no, like, ease into it. There's no, like, you know, build up. I'm already mentally out of the game once that happens. Then it's probably not going to be that great. When you guy, when you, when you girls get kissed, I mean, what if some guy just comes in attacking with a tongue? How do you feel? Ill. Exactly. Yeah. I also don't Test. like slobbery kisses. Ugh. I don't like slobbery kisses either. Ugh. Not at yeah. all. Exactly. Yeah, it should start and build up. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Can, can someone be a good lover with one person and not a good lover with another person? Yep. Is it just, does it depend on the connection or is somebody just a bad lover with everyone? Nope. Or a good lover with everyone? I don't, I don't agree everyone. with that. In my experience, nope. You're, there is differences. Everybody's different. It's the same concept. If you spray perfume on yourself... And Monica sprays perfume on herself. They smell completely different. It's the same perfume, but it smells different, right? It's the same thing with sex, right? If you're with that person and you have a connection and you're with that other person and there's no connection, the sex is totally different. Yeah, I mean, it it also is an alignment of uh, what you like in sex. Yes. Some people like boobs and some women like their boobs to be touched or some don't like it to be touched. Whatever. I'm, I'm just throwing that mm-hmm. out there. Or how somebody kisses might appeal more to one person than another. Yeah. It's a connection. You're right. But it's an alignment of sexual preferences. Yeah. Right. I think the that best sex is when it's mm-hmm. chemical. When you, you mm-hmm. feel a chemical connection, mm-hmm. that's when the sex is the best. And mm-hmm. when you could get over yourself and just think, I love this person, but when I'm in that bedroom, like, I'm like, like right now, I don't follow my own rules. You know, when you're in that bedroom and that door closes, whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. I'm not following that same concept. Mm-hmm. You know, I- I'm like, Tarrant, where did you go? So if you don't have, if you really like somebody, but you don't have that sexual connection with them to where the sex is good right out of the gate, can you teach someone how to be a better lover or do you even want to? Or do you, do you need them to be good right out of the gate? You can. Uh, I think you can. You know, you have to go in the direction of what do you both like and telling your partner what you like. And hopefully they like to do it too. And or they don't mind doing it. So it's really about uh, it could be bad enough the back. She haven't learned each other. You mean? Mm-hmm. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I say that's fair. And but yeah, true. I completely agree with that. If you don't know someone right away, but you like them, you get it. It's sometimes the sex is going to be, you know, at June Cleaver level. I love that name, too. For all you listeners out there, June Cleaver is a mom from way back in the day. But now that I'm explaining it, wow, our average listeners are our age. So you probably know who June Cleaver is. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, very good point, Brian. 
She was uh, the epitome of the perfect housewife, right? Mm -hmm. Mom. Hey, they never talked about what she was like in bed, to be fair. (laughs) Yes, but uh, that whole comment, men wanting a whore in bed and June Cleaver in public, it was really just about wanting men wanting a respectable woman in the streets and a freak in the sheets, right? Yes, 100%. I'm going to be silent right now because I'm having so many flashbacks. <laughs> Two. <laughs> I used to date the, the, the lady in the street and the freak in the bed. Like, you know, the last two were that, the epitome of that. When I say yeah. date, I mean seriously date, not the flings I had when I moved here. Well, this is a, this is a separate tangent, but I'm thinking about the fact that you're saying men want a freak in the sheets and June Cleaver in bed, but June Cleaver on the street, freak in the bed. But I feel that men, uh, at least you know, traditional men, definitely want their woman to be a freak in the sheet, but they only want to know that it was with them that they were like that with, not with not a me. whole bunch of men before that. Most men do. I think a lot of men feel that way, Monica. They don't want to think about. Yeah. So I think it's kind of hypocritical, and I kind of feel like it's getting a little better over time that men are appreciating mm-hmm. sexually empowered women, but. But our age group, I felt like they cared about how many, you know, the past of the woman, like the quantity of the woman's past. No way. For me, the more the merrier. Right. And that's that's the thing. When this concept came around, women were supposed to be only having sex with the man they married. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. should they wouldn't have or shouldn't have had a past. Yeah. This doesn't apply to you, Brian, because you don't No, you don't I wouldn't have liked that woman. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I definitely wouldn't have liked that woman. You want a woman that's broken in already? Oh, yeah. I want someone that's had experiences. I like when you tell me about your exes and mm-hmm. what you used mm-hmm. to do with them physically. That's my kink. So, you know, with June Cleaver I'm over here with, you know, like, <laughs> there's not been really a lot of different people to talk about. So it's like I get told the same two stories. But it's so funny. Like, but here's the thing. I'll be like, oh, come on, baby. Come on, say it. Tell me about your ex lover. Come on, come on. Okay, well, we were on a park bench one time, and we were. I'm like, that's not even the voice I want to hear it in. Come on, make it sensual. Do you know? Like, don't don't tell me verbatim what happened, and like, give me his social security number. I just want you to be freaky about it. You're making me think of the American Pie. This one time at band camp where she wasn't yeah. expecting yes. the next line that came. <laughs> That's an awesome line. <laughs> yeah, if you stuck her. a jumping up my ass, I'd be appreciative of it. Said he asked me to put a clarinet <laughs> up my pussy and I did. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how serious she is. My kink is if I ask her, she wants to tell me the story. And she says it in that tone of voice. You're like, just give me the sex. <laughs> yeah, well, we were at my mom's house and we were in the living room. And I'm like, I don't want you to tell me like a valley girl. I want you to be sensual about it. Like, oh, my God, baby. Like, he was like, he like slowly slid his hand down my pants and I could just feel his finger tickling my clit. I'm like, yeah, that works. <laughs> you know, that's what I want. Okay. <laughs> you should totally do erotic audio recording for a living. And yeah, that's funny. <laughs> okay, what else we got? Well, I was along the lines with the kissing. I've always heard the myth that people who dance well are better lovers because they can move their hips better. What do you guys think about that? Well, I could say this. It's more sensual. Like if I see a white girl dancing, I'm sorry. I'm not interested. But when I see like... When are you interested in a white girl anyway? Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. so true. But go on. You're right. But when I see Latinas out there on the dance floor... It's pretty sensual. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I already have a predetermined thought of what they're going to be like in bed. 
Right. And that's what turns you on about it. Yes. Because you have your mind made up about it. But I think, first of all, hips moving isn't the only thing that makes somebody sexual. And I know from for a fact for myself, I don't have the confidence to move like that in public. So no one's ever going to see me dancing like that. But mm-hmm. in the bedroom, I have plenty of confidence. So mm-hmm. is it really about the ability to dance or is it about whether or not you have the confidence? I'm not sure. Well, I... I like I like the ability to dance. <laughs> I, I think that's sexual. I think it's sexual. <laughs> well, it's because it's visual, right? Yes, well, maybe you're thinking yes. that it would be nice to see her dance in front of you when you're alone. Maybe it's just so they're free with their body. Yes, that's fair. Yes, they're free with their mm-hmm. body tests. Yep. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. 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 I got to be honest, with you, I didn't really do a lot of research on this one. I thought this was off the cuff, but I like where you guys are coming from. How does your life differ if you're sexually active versus if you're sexually dormant? That's one that I was thinking about because, you know, they say, you hear people say all the time, so-and-so needs to get laid. Because there's an, right? There's um, Mm -hmm. there's like a thought around if somebody's not getting laid, they're going to be more uptight. They're going to be less relaxed. They're not going to be as happy. Right. You're absolutely right. I completely agree with that. Agree. That's real. That's a real thing. So if somebody's sexually active versus not sexually active, what's the difference in their life? I know me personally, I'm happier. I'm more confident. I've got a little more of a spring in my step. Yeah. How many different areas of your life does it impact? Well, in my life right now, if I'm not getting it, it's not because of her, it's because of me. Right. So I'm, how does it, are you happier or I'm less happy in life? I, I will it? say this. If we have sex the next day, I feel a lot better. I feel like the pipes have been cleaned. I feel like it's a fresh <laughs> new start. Let's start rebuilding them little guys down there and build them up until it's ready to release them again. But I do feel like I just a little more pep in my step. But I'm mm-hmm. at the point right now that I don't need to have it every night. I can't have it every night. It just doesn't work. I think that that's way. normal, right? Not uh, to have uh, it every yeah. day at yeah. our age. Yeah, I just it's just too much. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. I'm having it once or twice a week, that's more than enough. I hate to say it like that, but. I'm at that point, you know. Well, it's not as big a focus as it used to be. It's not yeah. a focus because my job is destroying my brain cells and my penis cells. We well, can't let that happen. I know. You don't want to let that happen. It's just stressful. It's very, very yeah. stressful. It's affecting us. I mean, yeah. not in a bad like. Look, like, the the love is there and the respect is there, but like sexually, you know, it's affecting us a little bit. And I feel bad for her because who wouldn't want this on them all the time? But. <laughs> Yeah, through a plug for myself. <laughs> well, I think one of the things that makes her want you too is you wanting it too. Like it's, I think that's kind of another thing to tag on here. I mean, how much can you want somebody who's not feeling desiring of sex, right? It's like, that's yep. kind of one of the things that couples deal with. You know, it goes both ways. Like when a man wants a woman and all she ever does is like throw her hair up in a bun and never really do anything. And she doesn't really care about sex. Guys go kind of crazy. Like You're they're right. like, oh, she doesn't even make an effort anymore. Yeah, I feel bad because there's times where she like reaches over and I'm like, uh, uh, hey, no, stop. I'm, I've turned into the woman. And it's not like she's not desirable. It's just that like I'm like done with the day. I'm completely done with the day. You got nothing left to give. Yes, I have. That's the perfect way of saying it. I have yeah. zero to give. But I've been there. Yeah, it's been too long though, so it's a little frustrating for me. I remember feeling like that younger when right after I had my kids. That's when I really didn't want it, like have anything to do with sex. I just baby crying all the time, mm-hmm. not sleeping all the time. I was just like, I it's mental. I really yeah. don't want this right now. Yeah, yeah like when you're it. raising little kids or when you're stressed mm-hmm. about a job, your brain. 
is focused on those struggles and those challenges. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you don't have any room for sex. We had this conversation just recently because I was like, I don't feel like I want to go to the casino. I want to go dancing. I'm not dancing. I want to go drinking. I want to go. I want you to do it with me. We have a seven-year-old. So it's like, you know, the kid goes to bed at eight. She lays in bed with, with her to put her, you know, she reads the story with her. She's in bed by nine, like sleeping. She didn't get out till nine. And I know nine isn't late. I get that. But I work all day in a very stressful world. So when she's ready and, you know, by the time we get mentally, she's laying in bed. She's still trying to get her work done. I'm done. I, I, I just had enough. This kid thing, the dog thing, the work thing, it's kicking the shit out of me. <laughs> it's just beating my ass. God, I'm depressed. Listen to myself. Yeah, that 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 happens, Brian, when there are little kids. That's that's normal, actually. Just usually mm-hmm. happens earlier in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's supposed to be empty nest syndrome at this point. Like, you know, it's not supposed to be, oh, there's a seven-year-old. You know, the one good thing is we talk about it. I don't hide, you know, I do not hide my feelings. I need to go back to the massage parlors. Oh, no. <laughs> I was thinking that maybe Brian, like, on, like, not every weekend, obviously, but like maybe once in a while, if the mom, you know, her mom can watch the seven-year-old and you can go sleep at a hotel or the house can be empty, you know, and, and you guys don't have to wake up early the next day. Right. So what we're doing this weekend, so this Friday, we're going mm-hmm. to see Chris Young in concert. He's a country singer. I got his tickets. Mm-hmm. You know, the kid's staying with the grandmother. So it should be a good night. Depends on how much I drink and gamble, mm-hmm. you know. So it should be a good night. But I and want it doesn't more have of those to. Nights. It doesn't have to be at night, though. You could like you know have fun the night. Wake up in the morning refreshed, right? You don't have to get up to go to work. Kids not there. It's just you two. You've just slept off, you know, whatever from the night before, and that might be the time that might be right because you don't have anything that you have to you know do in like an hour or so. If I were a morning sex person, Monica, that'd be perfect concept mm-hmm. but i like that shit dirty and dark <laughs> okay so you're saying if you don't have it in the night it doesn't happen yeah it doesn't no no it doesn't happen that's just my thing well i always preferred night sex but i got very accustomed to morning sex because my husband's a morning person at night he's falling asleep at a certain time so if i wanted to have sex that was i better get used to daytime sex you know this is I get so little bit. I have it at any time of day. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) And I will too. That's why I adjusted. (laughs) Yeah. What else makes a great lover? For you ladies out there, is it a guy that takes care of your family, that loves your kids? You know, like, is it like, you know, that's just, you know, I'll have breakfast ready for you, baby. Is, Is it the guy who just takes care of you? So I did a little bit of research on sexual needs for people. And I think what floats people's boat sexually, it varies between people and between men and women. So that's a little bit of what you're talking about, I think. Some people, it depends on connection. Some people, it depends on responsiveness. Some people, what their needs are, are based on satiation, whether or not your partner's satisfied. Mm -hmm. Men and women aren't always aligned on these things, or at least do they understand each other's because... Like if a man like needs a woman who's really responsive to feel like he's having fun in bed, but a woman, you know, like what if their needs aren't aligned? So that's kind of, that's kind of where my brain went when you asked that question. Right. Monica, can you give a less serious answer? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Can you ask the question again? I, got, I heard no, what Tess said, but I'm just like, on and on. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so like, what makes like, a good lover? Yes. Is it a guy? Like, do you like a guy? Like, what if a guy like came into your world and said, you know, your your kids are amazing. And, you know, you want to take them out for a movie together. You know, is that your thing? Or is it like, no, nope. I think personality Always makes him a nice guy. Doesn't make That's him a fair. good lover. <laughs> <laughs> but Appreciate would that bring him. you physically closer together? I would def. it would definitely affect my 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 libido it would affect my libido because i i've already been through that that my libido was killed with with my ex-husband who who was not good so yes it it would affect that Mm -hmm. let's talk about your ex-boyfriend who was like a jerk about wanting to go hang out with your family what if that was reverse what if he was like that person and he's like oh is your family having that party this weekend i can't wait to go that's gonna be so much fun yeah right it would have helped it would have helped because i felt that connection you're attracted to people that that yeah. meet your needs. Absolutely. Yeah, it, 100%. I, yeah. Because I, I was losing trust with him because I knew he was always getting mad about my schedule and what I had to do. So that kind of like killed my trust in him. It and killed kill your killed trust, trust. It killed your attractiveness. It, it killed my, yeah, my, my desire to want to engage, to let myself go, to, to lose my inhibitions with him. Right. So when you were, when you were being sexually active at that point with him, knowing that you were coming to, this is going to sound so horrible that like starting to, as it's coming out of my mouth, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, should I Steven say this? <laughs> was it harder to get aroused? Oh. Uh, or was sex sex? Uh, sex, I think sex would still sex, but I, I felt like in moments where I had the most trust with him, when mm-hmm. things were best, that's when the sex was better. Mm-hmm. It didn't mean that I didn't enjoy sex or I couldn't have, you know, an orgasm right. when we weren't on good terms it just it wasn't just the, the same level of of connection i get it I, I get what you're saying so where would your orgasm come from monica were you on top was he on top where would it come from remember now brian's drinking he yep. doesn't want serious conversation tonight because normally he likes serious conversation but tonight he doesn't want serious conversation because he's hammered because you know i normally he likes deep stuff but not tonight <laughs> You want a speed round? You want to answer sex preference questions? Speed round? Is that what you want? That question was brought to you by Whistlepig, a 10-year-old <laughs> bourbon. <laughs> I'm fried. Uh, how, many, how many glasses of that have you had? couple. I had oh, sake geez. before that, and then oh. I moved to this because I ran out of sake. So That's another happy. thing. Is it sake or sake? I've never heard sake. Anybody? I've never, I've never heard sake. Sake sounds, sounds like... Like pretentious, French. right? Yeah, France French. It's okay. All right, never mind. Sorry, let's back to topic. Sorry. So for me, the question of whether or not somebody's like how they are with the kids or whatever, that doesn't make them a better lover to me. It may make me more enamored and want to be with them, but it doesn't mm-hmm. make them more skilled or a better lover. Um, it just makes me more open I agree. and more like. That's fair. But, but you've also been married for like 400 years, so. So that you my know, opinion doesn't your count. Experience, what the fuck does that your mean? experience, <laughs> because your experience is coming from women at this point. What? So, like, I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean my experience is coming from women? It has to be new lovers in order to have an opinion? No, it's not that you have a new no, But, like, you got the, you've been with the same lover for the longest time, right? So, you know, he loves your kids, right? He just loves them. Well, it is his kid. Of course he loves her kid. It's his kid. <laughs> there was a point behind that. I just don't know where it was going. Well, your point is that I don't know what I'm talking about because I've been married too long. <laughs> your fucking point I is. I think that might be my point. Yeah, except for I had lovers along the way. I might have been married 
22 years. Yeah, but, but at I've that point, been... but at that point, Tess, you had your husband and your kids, right? Your kid. And you, the people you met, you were, it didn't really fucking matter whether or not they were like loving your kid or not. This way, you knew what it was so about. So we're talking about point. relationship sex, not just sex. Yes, that's fair. Okay. Well, I'll no, step no, out and let you two not. talk. Go ahead. Okay. We're not. We're not. We're not. I, I'm rephrasing <laughs> that. We're not. But yes. <laughs> Sorry. Have an opinion. I don't rate in this conversation, Monica, because I haven't been single. <laughs> you go ahead. Yeah, I know. Lighten us all. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm like the worst one because I have like very little sex. Like I'm like the desert. I hate to tell you, but when you've been married 22 years, you're more of a fucking pro on trying to keep your sex life together than anything. I apologize, Des. You're absolutely right. <laughs> that's all right. I'm just giving it back to you. That's all. You're 100% right. Oh, my God. That's hysterical. All right. What's next? What else? You got another one, Monica? Okay. Let's see. Oh. I just had down, okay, going along the lines of what makes you better. I was thinking, as you get older, do you get better at sex? No. Mm -mm. I'm going to answer that right away. No. I think technically, if you were to put a schematic out, it would look good on paper, you know, and we might last a little longer, but nothing beats when you're like in your 20s sex, right? I mean, you're good in your 20s. At least a guy is, right? I was going to say, I think you're answering for a man. I think it's different for women. But that's fair. Yeah. Completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a while for women to learn about their body, to understand their body and what they really like and what really like, because, you know, women are not just like, oh, jerk off the women. And, and you know, it's all about the emotional state and the mental state with a woman. So, yeah, I think as a woman gets older, she gets better. They get more confident. Yeah. And they get and more confident. Women, yeah. That's fair. As you mm-hmm. get older, you care less about being judged for it, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I could say I've been with women that were younger and women that were older, and you guys are all good. I'm not. Although today, young women are very sexually confident because mm-hmm. they're growing up at different times. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that's fair. It'd be interesting to see how do they improve when they become our age. I mean, they're so empowered now. How good are they going to be? When they become our age, or are they going to be the same because they have learned so much now? You should write a paper on that, Monica. And if they're they're empowered, are they still experienced, or are they just not afraid of it? Or does that go in hand in hand? Uh, baby, that's hand in hand. Yeah, maybe. If you're not mm-hmm. afraid of it. You get experience, yeah. You get ex- yeah. You're, mm-hmm. you're more open to stuff. Mm-hmm. Anybody else have another one? This is maybe, maybe, maybe you're not my last one. Okay. And I know Brian is going to have a kick out of this one, but I we can't say the name that you're going to think of when I say this one. Okay. Does your name define your promiscuity? Mm. So like, in other words, your birth name. If you're called Candy, let's just say you're called Candy. Oh. That's interesting. <laughs> Does or, it define that you're going to name. be... Yes, you cannot say the name. I'm sorry. Does it yes, make you right. more promiscuous? If oh, you're called that's... Baby... I mean, I'm just throwing, I don't, I don't know anybody named baby, but I'm That's sure li- I would have never thought of that question. <laughs> Does your name define your promiscuity? Are people more inclined to be promiscuous if they have well, People a- might thrust it upon you, like no pun intended. That, right. That's fair. But that's a great question, Monica. It's a great question. Think about it, right? How many people's name are named like Blake that are mm-hmm. freaking losers financially? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you are Blake's Blake- less likely to be a good lover? Wait, why? Maybe. Blake might be a horrible lover, but Blake is going to make you some fucking money on Wall Street. I know, right? (laughs) Right? Like, Candy is going to be fucking ridiculous and tell you she's working her way through law school, but she's really just a pole dancer. Right? Let's face it. He's got some preconceived ideas here. Wow. (laughs) 
So you think people pigeonhole people based on their name and make them into who they are? Yes. It's a it's a real thing. I completely believe it's a real thing. Your name predetermines your life. Not that predetermines it. I think it 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 like I think it's like a, a two way street, right? It helps Let's people how they treat you, how people treat you. If and you so watch. then it helps you define yourself almost. But like like if you're called um Think of who think of a Supreme Court justice type of name. No, let's forget that. Think about this. I'll make it simple for you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the name Brian is brought up in every fucking movie there is. And he's always an asshole. Let's face it. He's never the right? good guy. Yes, he's always like, oh, hey Brian. He's never the good guy. I think your name predetermines your lifestyle. But and my question was, does it does it predefine your promiscuity? Or is your promiscuity? You mean whether you're good in bed or your promiscuity? Like Those your are promiscuity, two different things. like how how promiscuous you are. Like if you're called Bertha, <laughs> how much sex are you going to be going after? How much sex are you? How many people are going to want to have sex? I with can you? guarantee you that if your name is Bertha, you're having a lot of sex with skinny white men. Monica, it's a great point. I agree with you. I don't know about that. I mean, you, that might be for some names. If but your name's Rocco, you're probably knocking it out of the park. You, it, it, There was that movie with uh, Natalie Portman where she was pregnant with the baby and she was living at the Walmart. What the fuck is that? That sounds like every person in Reno. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> she, she got abandoned by her baby daddy at Walmart. So she was living in the Walmart and they found out. And she it, it was so... What? Natalie Portman. I can't remember the name of the movie. Are you sure it's Natalie Portman? Ryan, how could you not see this movie? It's a rom-com. You love rom-coms. You would I know, but I never think of Natalie Portman pregnant in a Walmart. That sounds horrible. You would love this movie. And there's a part where the guy who who is helping her uh, learn photography tells her, what are you going to call your baby? And she goes, well, it's a girl. I'm going to call her Wendy with an I. And he goes, you'll do no such thing. Well, I've never heard of it. Okay, but don't you think it's certain names and not every name has a, not every name has a preconceived no, thought behind it. No, you're right. Fair. They're That's not fair. all. So there are some names that people can go both ways, right? Yeah. I mean. Tess? I knew you were going to say it. I knew he was going to say it. Go both ways what? Well, either go trashy both, or pure because you, no, because you go both ways with men or women, Tess. Oh, that's what you Come meant. On, Tess, really? Oh. Uh, well, we were talking about whether somebody's predestined to be promiscuous or not. Oh, my so God. I got I that we joke, Brian. About. I never get jokes. Monica, high five. High five. <laughs> I'm like, Come on, Tess, think about the state I'm in right now. Well, Do you I really don't think it's based on my name, anyways. <laughs> no. The going both ways thing. But you do? Yes, I do. I don't deny it. <laughs> We've like talked you. about it at length. <laughs> so, okay, good question, Monica. I yeah, I kind of agree with you on some of it. Yes, I do. I don't know if, it, like you said, I don't know if it makes you a good lover, but it definitely, it definitely kind of puts you in a path of life. Like you said, there ain't how too you many get treated, birthers. I guess, and yeah. how you define ain't yourself. Not too many birthers are, are like CEOs right now. Or models. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There ain't nobody. Yeah, could you imagine? Well, please, you know, please welcome to the stage, Bertha. People be shocked if she was hot as hell. Exactly. I right? know. All right. Anybody got anything else? I don't have anything that'll work for you right now. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll try to be deep. Okay. I'll try to be deep. Give me something. Uh, Give me something. <laughs> well, the one thing I had asked was whether or not, how, not whether or not, how does somebody increase their sexual confidence if they don't have it? And you're a sexually confident person, or at least you always used to be. So <laughs> how would, what oh. advice would you give somebody? Oh, that is such a 
That is such a great question, Sober. Okay. We'll come back to I'm, that. We can I'm come like, back to wow, that. Wow, that is that is a mind blowing great question. Because uh, there's a lot of people out there that could be great. They just don't know it. You know, they're just not confident. I think the only thing I could think of at this moment is like the same advice I gave Monica. When the door shuts, you have to tell yourself whatever happens in here, respectively, is what happens in here. And when you open a door, you go back to your real life. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to be with someone that allows you to be whoever you want to be in that bedroom or on the couch, mm -hmm. whatever it is your, your preferences. But that's how you become a great lover. You need to find someone that you can say, you can be yourself in front of. If There's you that find, trust factor. Yes. Yeah. If you're dating someone that you have to pretend certain things to be around, you will never be a great lover. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to be who you are and let your freak flag fly. That's the only yeah. way you'll yeah. be a great lover. And don't be afraid of admitting to yourself what you really like. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and what you like exploring what you like. What, to find out what you really like. Because yes. mm -hmm. a lot of people don't really explore. And we've talked about that in past episodes. Mm -hmm. Really? And that kind of leads me to the last thought that I had was how people are navigating morality issues around sex. So much so that they can't always enjoy it. I think that that's a good point, Tess, because nowadays, like you brought up earlier with the kids, I don't think that's a that's going to be an issue in the future because kids are more open now. Yeah, people We've in general. We've got some younger guests on and they are from two different backgrounds and two different worlds, right? And they both kind of basically said the same thing. Sex is just, you know, it's sex nowadays. It's not yeah. so taboo, so to speak. Until you get into the subject of kink and then there's still morality issues around it. Even yeah, consensual yeah. acts behind closed doors are still... Fair. Does anybody have any closing thoughts? That's it. I think it's, a, it's an interesting subject. We could talk for days on it, probably. Mm -hmm. No, but it was nice. I really appreciate hanging out with you guys because this was fun for me. This was a good night. Mm -hmm. I know I drank a lot. I apologize. Tess, you put me in my place. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> it was. <laughs> well, like I said, you wouldn't have fun if I just sat back and was silent. No, it was great. <laughs> um, Monica, closing thoughts before I close the show out. Um, Beware of sexual myths. Because they may not be true all the time. It all depends on the circumstance. Okay. Well, this is uh, Two and a Half Chicks signing off. I'd like to thank you, uh, our 69 listeners. 69, you see where I went there? Remind you to please touch yourself tonight. Feel free to think about me. I don't bite. <laughs> Fried. <laughs> Fried. I'm glad you're bringing us out, not me. <laughs> <laughs> that's our show for today thanks to our producer d and thanks to you for tuning into the show full of myths and philosophical sex discussion you know we could talk about this subject for days what did we miss can you think of any sexual myths or concepts to help us continue this conversation Tell us what you think, or better, come on the show and talk about it with us. You can reach us on our email at 2.5chickspod at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at 2.5chicks. You better be following us already. Make sure you're subscribed to our podcast, and we'll be back again soon. Bye.